0: About out to the end. Now more than ever. I don't know the song. I'm just gonna keep going for it. I'm just waiting for Umbrella. Hey,
1: hey, hey. No. hey,
0: hey, hey. <laughs> Ella, <laughs> Ella, Ella, eh, eh, It's gonna stop that before we get sued. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the
1: review review show that's slowly turning into a musical. <laughs> uh, I am Troy to the max extreme. I am J D Three K. We are slowly bleeding out from a wound inflicted earlier in the night. Yeah, uh, but we are also talking about Umbrella Academy. Yeah, um, Umbrella. Did I say um, Umbrella? Um. Hold on, let me hear what I'm. Let me hear how Rihanna says it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took Netflix by storm. This out of last, nowhere, out of nowhere, and everyone's talking about it. Yeah, so much so that we figured we probably should jump on this bandwagon too. What the fuck, Gerard Way? <laughs> Gerard, <of> My Chemical <laughs> Romance. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we are going to be doing, um, our full spoiler filled review of the entire series so far of season one umbrella Academy. So if you haven't watched it all yet, just imagine me
0: standing directly in front of your face, (laughs) raising my middle finger (laughs) and putting it directly into your eyeball (laughs) into your mouth. Yeah. In your mouth (laughs) And letting you suck sensually on it.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Erotic. Yeah.
0: Took a turn there.
1: You thought it was going to be insulting? Turned sexy. <laughs> you really had me on board there. Uh, uh, why don't we just jump right into it, JT? Eat- okay. <laughs> Umbrella Academy fell into everybody's Netflix stream February 15th of this year. Of our Lord, 2019. Yeah. What a great Valentine's Day gift. You bet it is. Valentine's Watch, Day weekend. hunger Hug your sweetie, real tight. <laughs> Watch a bunch of kids get their lives ruined. That's right. <laughs> uh, because it's on Netflix, I have no idea how much the show costs to make or what really any viewing things of it are. Yeah. So I'm just gonna jump to some reviews of other popular sites, such as Rotten Tomatoes, having yeah. this at seventy three percent. IMDb eight point four out of ten. Okay. Metacritic sixty two percent. Whoa. TV and the City dot com, grading this an A minus for the first season. Okay. So a little bit of a, a little bit of everything there, all, all right. the way from a sixty two percent all the way up to. An A-minus, which is like uh, 91%. Yeah. So, got a big, of a big of a jump there. A big of a, a jump. Got a big of a jumper. <laughs> uh, so, JT, these Monday episodes, you usually jump my guns and try to throw the synopsis on me. Thigh slap Troy what happened in Umbrella Academy. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you what happened. That's all I ask. Forty-three children are born. Mine. On the same day. From women who were previously not pregnant. Yeah. And out of those forty-three, seven are taken by a man known as Reginald Hargreaves. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Monocle in certain circles the one small More one where, where he calls himself that yeah. <laughs> and those uh children become his own superhero team akin to maybe like the X-Men or something to that effect yeah uh except for one a one number 7 yeah. or the one uh, named Vanya Vanya uh wasn't so lucky but then a jump cuts to the present point in time where all of the kids are reunited together in the future as adults because of a passing of the monocle himself. Yeah. Bringing everyone back together again. There you have season one of the Umbrella Academy. Yes. Yes, DD. JT, what are your just opening thoughts on this series?
0: Well... I went into it, uh, of course, not knowing much. I know uh, you've given me bits and pieces of ideas about uh, certain characters. One I remember in particular where you said you didn't know how they were going to portray a certain character because he has the head of a human, (laughs) but the body of an ape. Yes. So, uh, and I thought that was the butler for a few few (laughs) episodes before they really showed you who it was. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, all in all, I had a lot of fun with this. Mm -hmm. It gave me kind of a Watchmen vibe just based on the whole, like, you have a team that was glorified as a super team at one point, and now you're Uh visiting them in the present where they've all kind of gone their separate ways, and they're trying to distance themselves from that, that life altogether. Right. But this one event brings them back to that kind of superhero crime-fighting lifestyle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, I never put it together, but that, yeah, that's pretty close to Watchmen. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> Especially, like, when they, they're, like, they're having to
0: don these masks and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, there's even ones that are still kind of donning the mask, but they're kind of pursuing a more skewed, fucked-up version of what they were doing before. Mm-hmm. Like yeah like it, it gave me a lot of like a lot more of like a watchman vibe watching it but I I dug it because they they take their time and they really kind of give you a backstory on pretty much everybody yes as it goes through yes. which I really appreciate yes
1: um this uh compared to the book I think this series takes a bit of a more serious approach. Yeah. Not to say that there's not serious points in the first couple arcs, but this one takes a bit of like um a, a the absurdity of the book takes a little bit more of a backseat in the show. Okay. Which I think is good because the the source material is kind of just strange for strange sake sometimes. Yeah. There's no reason why some things happen. To the point where, like, I thought a lot of people were going to get turned off and be like, why is there a butler monkey in this? Yeah, I think the the only thing they really don't explain is Pogo mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Or, like, why is the... Well, no, they do explain that. Why is uh, the mother how she is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they eventually get to that in, like, a later yeah, episode Yeah, no, because I, I was
0: spending a lot of it being like, why is she a robot? And then when they do explain, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they ever get to that in the book that I can remember anyway. I read it, like, a year or, or more ago. But, yeah. um, if anybody doesn't know yet, this, uh, does take much of the events from the first arc called Apocalypse Suite. Mm-hmm. And dabbles in a little bit from the second arc, Dallas. Okay. Which I think they'll never come back to doing Dallas. As, like, it takes place during the Kennedy assassination. Oh. And there's, like, a big... <laughs> I mean, they could do it and try to do it again if they want to. But it... Yeah. uh The rumor in this like impersonates Jackie O for a second. And that can't happen in this. No, (laughs) no, especially with how she is at the end of it. Yeah. So, (sighs) uh, anyway, that's fun. That's fun. But, uh, so I love the aesthetic of this show. I love that it, the, like Gerard way has got like his own style and he incorporates it into the show. I Mm -hmm. really like, uh, is artistic presence in the book as well as like his artistic presence when he would like make music videos for My Chemical Romance. Yeah. I thought it was all like a great aesthetic for what he was trying to like co- get across. And I think it carries a little bit into here too.
0: Was he like a producer on this or? I think
1: he was a producer. Yes. Okay. And I think he had um a bit of sway with the music that was also chosen, chosen choi- in, in this as yeah. well because I thought that all the musical choices were pretty good oh in my this God. as well.
0: This soundtrack sounds like it
1: cost a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I guess Netflix and Gerard Way had the flip to like just spend yeah. the money. There's so
0: much like even like the, the the music in this that isn't like very well known. I was finding myself like Kind of going on Spotify and trying to find a playlist for this Mm -hmm. show because there was a
1: lot of music on here that I was really digging. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the... A Signature Flourish in every single episode is like the opening credit where somebody will open an umbrella or yeah. an umbrella shows up and then the titles yep. show up on there. Yeah. thought that was a really cool flourish that they did on every single episode. Yeah. I know.
0: That was like part of like That's like the, the, uh, Alfred Hitchcock of every episode is like, how are they going to fit the umbrella into the opening <laughs> credits
1: this, this episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this show does have its quirks, like as Mr. Pogo, is the like a monkey butler for no reason? Yeah. The mother is a robot. Yeah. That you find out later on. Uh, you also find out that original Hargreaves is an alien. <laughs> he is an alien. <laughs> yes. There's like a scene in one of the later episodes where they're just on another planet, and he goes to visit Earth, and that's where he shows up at the umbrella factory.
0: Shit, <laughs> that was on another planet.
1: Yeah. It in the book, like right in the first page, they say he's an alien, alien. Oh, okay. Which I was like, are they ever
0: gonna do that?
1: And they do, but they don't really call it out. So I guess if you didn't really know, you wouldn't even really. Yeah, because I never really got guess. that. Like I, I
0: figured it was like way in the, in the distant past. Like I, I figured like he maybe he's like, he comes from another country because
1: they did the whole thing where like he gets on a ship. Mm-hmm. I guess his his alien race. Invented violins <laughs> Okay Okay So that's what I'm talking about Fair Like the enough. quirks in this right. right Like I, I never gathered that
0: he was an alien in it At all but Okay sure Um,
1: But that's about as you know, And it also Has like a, one of the characters Does have a giant gorilla body <laughs> yeah. yeah Which I didn't think they were Ever going to actually show because they always had him covered up. Yeah, and in the book he's just always he's like an ape about town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. in the show he like it's different where his body is like uh, genetically altered to have that kind of appearance. Whereas in mm-hmm. the in the book it's like they just stick a head on a big gorilla's body. Yeah, and I'm I don't I think I like the the book version better just because it's so much more absurd yeah (laughs) but i still liked the look of this and then then when they showed the full-on gorilla body multiple times i'm just like hell fucking yes yeah they went all in yeah there's a a lot lot of
0: shit in this where it was like in any kind of like network tv show like the character that they're trying to portray would have been killed off like in the first episode Mm -hmm. like even uh diego like he always has those same scars on his face. Yes. Where it's like that's got to be a bitch to have to apply <laughs> every single episode. Yeah. Like I don't know how how long they were filming this, but it was like, man, every single day he has to go in and get those same scars applied to the same parts of his face. Yeah. And be accurate to like within a centimeter every single time. Yeah.
1: Like that's gotta yeah. suck, yeah <laughs> well, think about how it's getting in that fucking eight body, and the
0: eight body's <laughs> gotta suck too, but at least he
1: had like the the uh, the wherewithal to have like
0: that shirt on him all the time where it's like, okay, just stuff me in a right. a big oversized sweater right. all day, yeah, but with this dude like well like with Diego, like he has to have those scars applied for every single scene, mm-hmm. and they have to be. In the same place every single time. Yeah. In his ha- like in his hair even. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> like, I always notice that one that goes above his ear and then yeah, down his cheek. Like it goes or through his hair. I'm like, oh my god, that's gotta suck. Just to take off, that's gotta suck. Yeah. Peel it and take it out here. Yeah. Hair. Golly. Oh. Um. The so the first arc in the book is like a whole arc just about Vanya. Because yeah. she is like the redheaded stepchild of the group. Oh my god! Like everyone, everyone in this
0: world is designed to just shit shit all, all over. over her. I know. She is. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone just fucking treats her like absolute garbage throughout. But but it's like I don't know. Like every time I'm trying to think, like, well, why do you go that far with her? You kind of like. Think about it where it's like well what else do you do with her mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. throughout you're just like i like she even like there's like a really cool line she brings up there where it's like like i didn't even get like a birthday because i yeah. share the my same the same birthday with these all five my brothers yeah, with and these with well, my brothers and sisters who are all more special than me so uh, i don't even get a birthday to be special yeah i'm never <laughs> special ever <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Uh and so they really they really shoved that down your throat during this yeah. first season. What do you think of about Ellen Page in this? I thought she was really good mm-hmm. like she she definitely uh
0: especially like in her earlier role, she definitely has like that really cool that good way of uh kind of playing like the everyday person, yeah and especially in this where like she's supposed to be tad meek yeah meek and ordinary and Uh like kind of blending with the crowd yeah like you can see her being the person that is in the background while everyone else in front of her is being extraordinary Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they're uh i was actually really uh proud of this where they actually did go back and show like Past adventures when they were kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So, all the superheroic stuff. Because that's when they really did a whole lot of them when they were, like, quote-unquote superheroes. Yeah. And then when they grow up, they kind of escaped it. Because when they're grown-ups, you don't really see a lot of the powers going on. It's more of, like, a dynamic between all of the siblings. Yeah. Um, Even
0: the, um... What's her name? The one that does the
1: rumors... I can't remember. I only know them by their code name. Oh. <laughs> so the but, rumor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Even she, she never uses her power because she did something to fuck up her
1: entire life based on her power. Yeah. I, so she
0: never uses it.
1: Yeah. And I was waiting because they don't really tell you that or you don't really get that anyway until like a few yeah. episodes in. And I'm just like, I just want to see her use her power. And then you find out why she isn't. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. But it,
0: it's it's done. It's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like they the, the reason they show why she never uses her power anymore. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. But then like she shows she kind of shows like semblances of she is what she is because of her power. Yeah. Where like you do get those feelings from her a little bit. Where like she is she gets a little more frustrated than than everybody else because she had it's so easy when she was growing up because she could just get whatever she wants.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> like, it, it's so good. Like, uh-huh. because, yeah, like, she's, a, you can tell overall she's a good person, but out of everybody, she's. At least
1: she's, now she is. Yeah,
0: but out of everyone, she's the one that's always like, ah, why can't we just do, I just want this to happen. Uh-huh. Like, she's never had to deal with, like, actually working for something, but she's always the one to, like, kind of chime in. where like, let's just do this now. <laughs> like, well, we got to actually work towards it. We can't all be like
1: you and just fucking have it happen for us automatically, right? Um, uh, Space Boy number one or L- Luther, he—I uh, mean, his power is like super strength, but you get that from like his physique or whatever. Yeah. Um, the Kraken or Diego is uh kind of like a their vigilante character. Or... Diego was the Kraken. Yeah, I would figure it would be the other guy. <laughs> the dead one he's the horror Oh, okay uh because he though ben the dead one can open up like a chest to like some lovecraftian nightmare and that lives inside of him and just like murders everyone (laughs) but even in the book it's not uh said how he dies really yeah so it's like yeah they don't they don't bring it
0: up in the show either that's cool
1: um I like during like the initial bank robbery scene in the beginning where he's like please don't make me do it. And they go in there and you just see like behind the frosted glass these tentacles ripping people yep. apart and he comes yeah. back and just covered in gore. Yeah, like he's kind of like he's like he's like the hulk of the group or <laughs> yeah. like he's like the last resort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and then you also have uh, number 5 who I really enjoyed in this, and I also found oh, out is yeah. only thirteen. Yeah, like he, as an actor, he's only thirteen years old. Oh no! Oh yeah, number five. Yeah, yeah. No, he's oh my god, he's really fucking good in this. And that's because pro- I kind of assumed he would might. He's like ah, he's probably like twenty or twenty one. He just yeah. skews young. Yeah, and I'm like oh shit, no, he's like really a kid. He, I could I could tell he had to be a kid because he's so much shorter than everybody else. Yeah. Especially the uh, fucking Luther. I think in real life he's like 6'4 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. And then you also have uh Klaus, who is known as Seance. Yeah. And I wanted to see more of his powers in this. Yeah. But then you find out why he doesn't use his anymore either. But that's cool, too. And so, like, he numbs himself out with drugs all the time so yeah. he doesn't have to see the dead all the yeah. time.
0: And they do some... Like, I thought Klaus was just going to be kind of, like, the comic relief of this whole show. Mm -hmm. But then they do some stuff with him where, like, he does, like, a time travel thing. Yeah. Where it makes his characters so much cooler. Yes. In the end, where I'm, like, he's, like, almost turned into one of my favorite characters of the whole show.
1: I think Klaus steals the whole first season of this. Yeah. Like, I think he's really good. Yeah. Like, Like,
0: the the fact that, like, he time travels to Vietnam and falls in love with, like, his partner mm-hmm. and then he he stays around just long enough to watch him die and then go back to the present where it's like he lived he lived like like nine months of his life over the course of what would be like five minutes now <laughs> right and yeah. like people are like treating him like oh klaus oh the drug addict blah 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 where it's like he lived nine months of hell in Vietnam, (laughs) you asshole. (laughs) Like everyone treats him like the same burnout asshole where he's like, he's coming back as like a, like a war vet. Like, I love that scene when he goes to the VFW and everyone just Mm -hmm. like, why are you here? And he's like, I have every right to be here more than I have as much right to be here. Like you. And I'm like,
1: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you do tell those assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, him and number five are, like, my favorite ones in this. Yeah, bar none. Um, not to say that anyone else is shortchanged. I just think no. they, don't, they don't bring it as much as the other yeah. two do. You know I know feel, what I mean? out of all of them, I think the
0: one that I kind of wanted, like, a kind of a backstory of was Diego. Yeah. Because I think they don't really go too much. I feel like there's a lot more to him than they let off cause like he's, he seems way bitter, way more bitter about stuff than they let on. Mm-hmm. Like everyone kind of gives enough of a backstory where you can kind of see where they're coming from. And Diego's just kind of like
1: an asshole and you never see really why he is. I think from what I remember, they might have more in the comic about why, but it's not anything that you couldn't extrapolate from this yeah from the series like he's just kind of jealous that he never got to be like number one. It was always like the golden child, Luther or whatever. Yeah. But I I want to say there was like maybe a smidge more than that that like he was always number one. But then he went and abandoned Earth in general and lived on the moon. Yeah, because I don't think the monocle in the book sends him to the moon. I think he goes to the moon in exile. Mm. So, I can't I can't quite remember that, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, then that's why, like, Diego was bitter towards him, because he ended up leaving anyway, left yeah. the earth behind.
0: They, yeah, because they, they never give, like, enough of a backstory about Diego, where they show why he's, like, why he goes out on his own. Like, he still dons the mask, but he does it in spite of the Umbrella Academy, as opposed to for it.
1: Yeah. And, he, and in the book, too, he's got a sweet eye patch, and he doesn't do it have it in this. Nice. He wears the eye patch and a domino mask. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, uh, in the book, from what I can remember, is that it's more Space Boy-focused as, like, the main character. Okay. Space Boy and number five. Yeah. But in this, I think it's way more of, like, a Klaus show. And yeah. then... And the one big change I think from the book to this for its benefit is that they changed Klaus so much. Yeah. Uh in the book he's kind of like a like kind of like a beatnik, like scene, music scene kind of a guy. Yeah. And in this he's like a burnt out rock star, which I think works yeah. way better. Like
0: yeah, he's like eccentric and like You can tell he lives more of, like, an alternative lifestyle. Yes. But he's also a drug addict. Yes. Like, yeah, I feel like this show, after casting and they saw how good Klaus was, they turned it more into the Klaus show. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. (laughs) I
0: felt like a lot of his stuff was like, fuck, this guy's really good. Let's just give him a bunch of scenes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, And also... uh, They have Mary J. Blige in this, and uh, I can't remember the other actor's name. Oh, my God. As Hazel and Cha-Cha. The guy
0: that plays Hazel, I think, was one of my favorite actors out of the whole thing. Yeah, I really liked him a lot in this. Like, he just seems like your everyday, average guy in a fucked-up universe. Right. Like, he's just that guy that got stuck in this job and was like, cannot find a way out of it in the slightest. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well... I'm stuck doing this. I guess I'll make the best of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Mary J. Blige is okay, but I don't think she was as strong compared to Hazel. I don't
1: think so either. I would say, like, I think a lot of Mary J. Blige fell flat for me. Yeah. I don't think she's, like, the best actor. And I, while I'm on that train of thought, too, I also think the guy who played um, Luther also fell a little bit flat for me sometimes as well. I liked him still. Yeah. But, like, I don't think... I'm, uh, an American accent is his native accent. Maybe not. And so, because sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's an odd dialect the way you said that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I
0: took it enough for what it was. Like, I think they played it up enough where I I just fell into it because they do play him off as like a guy who's never really had a life outside of the academy. Right. So he always is kind of awkward and always always is kind of stiff. Yeah. So I think I think they disguised it well enough where. they might have caught on that he's probably not the best actor out of everybody. So they played him up as like a guy that's always been sheltered. And that's why he is the way he is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That could be true. Um, I did like though that him and Allison's relationship, I thought that was Mm -hmm. really well handled this. Um, (laughs) even to the point where they like have flashbacks where it's like the teenage version of them. Yeah. (laughs) First, before I get to what I want to get to, Reginald Hargreaves in this is a fucking prick. Oh my god, I know! (laughs) I love
0: it, because me and Molly watched it all the way through, and like, I think it was about, by like, show seven, I looked over at her, and I was like, so, I'm waiting for the scene where they show that he actually does love them. I don't think it's coming. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I just think he just doesn't care about
1: them. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I think there's a little bit when you get to Vanya stuff. Yeah, I think he actually likes Vanya, but
0: everyone else I think he sees as just a product. Yeah, I could see that. Like may like he maybe he does kind of have some feelings for him because he does take them on as his children. Uh-huh. But he definitely holds Vanya in some more of a degree than everyone else.
1: And he treats everyone else so shitty where it's like, I don't even <laughs> think you see them as people <laughs> I, Like so the line I was gonna get to is when like Alison and Luther are like in that little tent, like upstairs in that like little garden area mm-hmm. and Reginald Hargreaves ends up finding him in there, he's like uh, Playtime is only for Saturdays from noon to half past noon. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. line came off so dickish, but I couldn't help but just laugh my ass off yeah. during it. That he makes them just work and just be fucking <laughs> just
0: savages for yeah. for all week for the exception of a half
1: hour. Right. It's funny as hell. Yeah. But and like and also just like dickish things he does to like Klaus in order to like get a grasp of his power, locked him in, like, a cemetery, and a mausoleum. Yeah. Just, like, having all the dead come to him and just, like, terrified out of his mind. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? I know.
0: I, that's I almost kind of appreciate the show for that because it's, like, I, I literally, like, because, like, a show like this, they always do that shit where it's, like, here's this guy that was such a hard ass to them. But it, when it's all said and done, you get that one scene where it shows that he really did care about him,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they even do sing, they even do scenes where like they'll just stay on his face for a little while longer, where you're like, is there a smile there? Does he actually care? Is he like, is he kind of hurt that he tossed him out of his office when they tried to celebrate his birthday and he told him to get the fuck out, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> or like they wanted to hug him to, before they go to bed, but then they stay on his face and he's. Expression does not change at all. Where no. it's like, like you're like, oh, you wanted him to feel? Fuck you. He doesn't feel anything. <laughs> but I love that. Like, they always play on those ex- expectations where, like, you're waiting for him to be like, oh, never mind. I loved you all along. No, right. he didn't give a shit about you. <laughs> right. And
1: I love that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> so jumping back on the vanya train a little bit like there are points in this where you see that like reginald may have had like a soft spot for vanya only because it's not because she doesn't not have powers her powers were dampened by him because she he knew that she would grow up to be too powerful yeah and uh, and i can't remember if that's in the book or not i think in the book, like, the character, like, her boyfriend character is, like, the conductor in the book. And okay. it's, like, a whole, like, costume villain type thing that oh, yeah. that they don't play up in this yeah. at all. But I like the way, like, you can tell something shitties about that guy oh, even yeah. after his first violin practice that comes. it yeah. just seems like something's off yep. with him. Yeah. And I really like he has that weird, like, sniveling... Kind of uh, a bit of a sinister tone, and I thought he did. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job as like yeah. an antagonist in this. But
0: yeah, and and but it doesn't play it up enough where it's like she catches on or because it's like even Molly. I remember when me and Molly were watching this, it, she was like, "How can she not catch on that this guy is just a fucking total creep?" And I was like. She literally people have been shitting on her entire life. Right. I, like if the, Hitler came up to me and said, <laughs> "Hey, what's up man?" and everyone shit on me before that, I'd be like, "Cool, finally a friend." <laughs> yeah. Someone that's not fr- trying to find something that's like that's like off about me or right. to point out something like a flaw or something uh, that's different about me that's not different about the people around me. Right. Like yeah, he could literally do the creepiest of shit in front of her, and she would still accept him, because he's actually being like, I think you're really special. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I also thought that, too, like, how can he not figure that out? He just seems sinister. Yeah. But uh, he is, like, orchestrating this thing from behind the scenes to try to, like, get her to flourish her powers because he comes across Hargreaves' book after Klaus, like, trades it in for drug money. (laughs) (laughs) And he finds out that she does have powers that they were dampened and taken away by the rumor when she was a kid. Like, forget that you're special or something like that. Which I thought he had a really
0: cool like backstory too. Like I thought he had a really cool, he had a really cool motivation for like a villain.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like syndrome a bit from incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Especially like the fact that he was born on the same day. Yeah. And like he sees the umbrella Academy as his one way ticket away from his abusive dad. Yeah. Whereas like, if I can convince this guy that I'm just as special as his children I can get away from this dad that beats the fuck out of me for no reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where it's yeah. like, oh my God, that's that's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's super shitty. And then he like makes his own costume to go meet up with him there and then tries to explain himself to Reginald and he's just like, Fuck you! Get yeah. out of here! Exactly. You're a stupid little prick, and yeah. nobody likes you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's not too far off from what he says to him.
1: There's nothing special about you. Go
0: away from me. Like I God. love. I love. He's just such. He's such a prick. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about him that's righteous at all. No. Even when like Klaus like visits him in like the pet in like while he's dead. Yeah. And he gets that sweet shave from him. Right. Like there's nothing that he shows this, this show that he actually does care about him. He's just like, he's just stating facts. Yes. Where it's like, okay, now this is going to be the scene where he tells Reginald that he actually loves him. And he's like, you idiot. (laughs) You, you never reached your full potential. Or it's like, Jesus Christ. You're one time to really communicate with someone that you're never going to see again right. and you're
1: still acting like a prick to him. Yeah, no shit. Uh there was oh there's one thing I want. Oh yeah, I I also really like in this series that what they don't do in the book is that they have Ben hanging around a lot more after he's dead yeah. because the only person that can see him is Klaus. Yeah. And I thought that was an ingenious idea that they never incorporated in the book. He's just not there in the book at all.
0: Yeah. Really? I know. Because Ben seemed really interesting, especially when they got to the, they started getting to the points where Klaus was able to give him the ability to actually touch people. Yeah. Especially that, that that fucking finale when mm-hmm. he's just taking out that huge army of dudes with machine guns where you're right. like, holy fuck. <laughs> just the yeah. ghost of Ben just killing the fuck out of people. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought that was really awesome. Um, uh, jumping into more of the side story with like number five and stuff with the whole uh, time travel yeah. uh, bureau. Or whatever. Yeah. I think that's touched upon a little bit in the second trade. But I kind of... I I thought it was a fun idea. But I, then at the same time, I'm like, I don't care about this as much. Yeah. As what else is going on. Yeah. Uh, did you feel the same way? Because, like, I liked Hazel and Chacha when they were first introduced. But the longer they kind of stuck around, even though I liked Hazel... I was like I'm kind of getting I don't I don't care about this as much.
0: I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought Hazel and Chacha kind of moved the action along a lot, like especially uh-huh. when they got to parts where it's like they didn't really know what to do here. They just introduced Hazel and Chacha, mm-hmm. and I I liked that. But yeah, I don't know. Um Yeah, going through I I, I think for me like, not knowing who they were, the mystery of who they were and what this Bureau is really kind of moved the story along.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I, I really liked that up to when you finally figure out who they are. I thought it was pretty interesting, but then, like, compared to, like, Vanya's story and how, like, she's kind of bringing about this kind of apocalypse. Uh-huh. I think that started to become more interesting once you finally figure out
1: yeah. the full story of what the bureau is. Okay. Yeah. Um I could yeah, I could see that. I liked uh I really like number five story where he really just wants to jump in time and <laughs> Reginald is like no, you're not ready for it yet. I'll show you, old man. Yeah. Jumps forward in time and then can't go back. Yeah.
0: And he goes so <laughs> far forward that he's stuck in the apocalypse. Yes. And he has to, like...
1: He's he like, like, lives out, like, 58 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's,
0: like, an old-ass dude until... Or, no, he's not even
1: that old. I think he's, like... He's, like, 60 or something like that. He gets to be, like, 60 years old, I think.
0: It, oh, yeah. Well, I guess he is pretty old. Yeah. Until, like, he gets recruited... And then he just goes around and assassinates people. Yeah,
1: and it becomes like this, like almost like cold-blooded killer. Yeah, throughout his whole like adult life. Yeah,
0: like he's he's like pretty much hired to do things like assassinate people in ways that like move history across. Mm-hmm. Like they even show they even show him assassinate the Archduke Ferdinand, which started World War One. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Even when like he has like his bureau job for like five minutes. Yeah, I liked that he made the Hindenburg still happen. Yeah, by like making a making somebody sick, yeah. so that like was like a trickle effect in order yep. to like get the thing to still yeah. crash.
0: I love how it just seems like the bureau's job is just to find. The most obscure ways to make history's events happen. Right. Like it was just like like his first the first time he made the Hindenburg happen, he just shot it. Yeah. And now it's like, well, fuck that. I'm just gonna make some guy sick yeah. to make him not do his job properly, so then the Hindenburg crashes. Well yeah. they just like, that's genius. That's ingenious.
1: He's the best one. My on boy <laughs> <laughs> Uh but then he eventually does figure out like how he calculated it right to get back to the right time and in doing so de-aged himself when going back into the past but his mind still stayed yeah. the same as like Well, it wasn't even done on purpose. He
0: he I think he did it by accident to like go back. It was like something where it's like when he tried to get back his original body or something.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. A, yeah.
0: He, it was some obscure fucking thing to make him right 13 again which I, I like the idea that he's like because he's like this such as time traveler everyone else is like like
1: 29 and he's yeah. still stuck in a 16 year old body yeah yeah I really like that dichotomy too where he, and he lives and he knows yeah. how things are gonna play out which like when the the show first started I thought Pogo was one of them. And I just thought
0: that apes aged faster than humans and that's why he was so much older. He really had something for Mr. Pogo, didn't you? No, I just thought That's just what I thought like cuz they were playing it up where I'm like, "Okay, so who's the like I was waiting for them to introduce the the seventh kid and I didn't know who it was. And then they showed Pogo and I'm like, "Is he the seventh kid? Is he just was it just born a monkey?" That was just this like this kid and then because <laughs> monkeys age faster than people he's now older even though he's
1: 29 like everyone else whatever you love monkeys man i fucking You're hung monkeys, up dude. on monkeys dude i love mr pogo um so nearing the end of this this uh boyfriend ends up uh being able to draw the power out of Vanya yeah. through like manipulation and all this kind of stuff, things that he's yeah. put on in the background and things. He does some shit in this. Too. Yeah. Gets a little bit out of hand. <laughs> yeah. He like kills people, like ruins people's careers. Yeah.
0: Hires like two rednecks to jump him. Right. He loses, he loses an
1: eye to get her to fucking get her powers <laughs> to come out. Yeah. <laughs> And even then, even then, when he like gets the shit beat out of him, and things got out of hand, he's still just like, "Yeah, we're doing it, Vanya." He's like yeah. so possessive, yeah. about something that he wants so bad that she's like, she's not even really like loved by him. It's more like he wants to be part of a super team. Yeah, it's like she's his possession at this yeah. point, and he wants she's, she's his
0: key to be part of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, like I'm the one. That made Vanya
1: who she was. I'm part of the Umbrella Academy now. When it finally breaks down and she starts losing her shit. Because, like, in the book, she's called the white violin at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, like, in a stark white, kind of like a skin-tight thing. But she's got, like, uh, like those cello cuts. Yeah. Like, the, the you know how, like, the cello things look. But she's got those, like, on her back or whatever. Yeah. And she looks more like a superhero type thing. Yeah. But I liked in this too that uh she just went all stark white and she looks like evil as shit with those oh, bright those white fucking white those eyes. eyes
0: are so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And
1: her powers are
0: really cool too, where she can manipulate sound into actual energy. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool power. Yeah. Especially with like how like she gets so powerful to where like she can manipulate her heartbeat into energy and mm-hmm. just fucking annihilate people just based off her heartbeat where you're like
1: holy fuck when she's walking through the mansion and just like looking into a room and seeing like a memory and just like blowing the shit out of it (laughs) it was really good yeah
0: like that that like uh, cliffhanger at the end at the second to last episode was so fucking good because I remember like I think I watched it before I had to come here to record our last show Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck!
1: <laughs> fuck this show! <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm gonna call Troy and tell him to fucking... We're not doing it tonight, because they need to figure out how this fucking ends.
1: <laughs> um, the ending to this, I thought, was pretty amazing. Yeah. Because it is a departure from the book completely. Really? In So in the book, it's it's still kind of the same where... Uh, Vanya ends up shooting the moon and it starts crashing down, but Klaus in the book has more powers than he does in the show. Okay. He's got like telekinesis. Yeah. And he just stops the moon in its tracks. Oh, really? And like pushes it back out into space. Oh, shit. Where I like this one more because it leads to more interesting things to happen, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, it looks like they're going to do like a total groundhog thing where they're going to all go back in time to try and stop it.
1: Yeah, with the knowledge that it's going to fucking happen. Yeah, and I even I would even like it. So in uh, so in this, like Vanya does shoot the moon, and it like cracks open and is like falling to Earth. Yeah, and they're like it's getting destroyed. Like they're not gonna. Yeah, they're fucked. Completely. Also, Molly pointed out
0: that so like Reginald Hargreaves sends. Uh, space Boy to the moon Yes, because he has an idea <laughs> that the moon has something to do with the end of the world uh-huh. and then you don't really, really realize that he actually did know the moon was involved until the very end Right when she shoots the moon and the moon's crashing towards <laughs> yeah, the Earth.
1: I caught that too. Where I was like, holy fuck, that is... But even, even though if he was up there to watch it, he's fucked. Yeah!
0: <laughs> he would <just>, have <laughs> just
1: died with the moon.
0: Where it's like, you had an idea that, like, Hargreaves knew that the moon was involved in some reason. So it was like, okay, if I send one of my students up there to keep an eye on things, maybe he can... Warn me if something bad
1: happens. But then again, like... He's... But then he never read anything that he sent. No. He kind of just sent him up there for no reason, really. Yeah. Um, but, the, okay, so the uh, moon is crashing down to Earth, and then number five groups everyone together and zaps everyone back in time yeah. to some point in time. We don't know, because yeah. that's where it ends. Yep. I found it Um. that I, th- I would like... To them to go back enough where they're like in their kid bodies again. Yeah, and can they do kinda, like yeah some they do kid kinda, adventures. Yeah,
0: they do hint at it where they do show them all in their kid bodies when they're kind
1: of like they're going around the circle. Up. Yeah, well, they're yeah. gearing
0: up to go back in time. Mm-hmm. So well, that... you you brought up that the, the second trade was Dallas. What if they go back to the Kennedy assassination
1: as kids? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be messed up, man. <laughs> um. There's a, currently a third series of this coming out right now, and I haven't read any of it yet, but I heard it's it's pretty good. Um, but uh, all in all, like, what did you think of Umbrella Academy? I don't think I have anything in particular I wanted to bring up specifically. but uh, I, The
0: one last thing I'll bring up was that there
1: was an episode in this where
0: I thought it was going to be a total waste of time, but I kind of grew to appreciate it. That was the one where... They kind of play out like a whole day that
1: just gets reneged when fire oh, comes I, back. Yeah, I wanted to bring up this too, actually, and
0: I liked it a lot because it kind of shows like where everyone would have ended up if the apocalypse wasn't like a thing, and it shows like how different their lives are because they realize the the world's gonna end, mm-hmm. and I liked it a lot, even down to where uh, Claire and Luther kind of get together, where it seems like this very, like, like this very natural, pure relationship that they have with each other, and now it's been skewed to, Luther got really drunk because he realized the world's gonna end and just fuck some random chick, uh-huh. and now Claire's, like, lost her voice, and she's fucked up, and now she knows that he fucked another chick, and now she
1: hates him, where it's right. like, their, their lives would have been so much more simple if the world would have ended. Yeah. Because on that day, like, everybody kind of gets a happy ending. Yeah. And then number five comes back, throws a wrench into everything, and then everybody's life is turned upside down. Yeah. And it's fucked. Exactly. Like, their lives would
0: have been so much better
1: if they would have just let the world end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might even not even gotten to the point where she's, like, the white violin. Yeah. Like, if everyone just kind of left it alone... She would have just yeah, it was probably just, it ended was, up being with this guy. Yeah, it was just her and the other
0: guy, like, in his apartment, and they were just kind of... I think they kind of hinted that she was, like, looking at something that would have kind of given him away, maybe? I want to say... Well, didn't,
1: like, he, at one point, have, like, a bunch of evidence upstairs, like, in an attic? Like, even Ben's body? Maybe. Because I swear at the end of one episode, and Chelsea can back me up on this, too that they panned up through his house, and, like, he had a bunch of Umbrella Academy stuff in the attic. Oh, yeah, she did, And yeah. Ben's body was up Ben's there. Ben's body was there? Yeah, but then it was <laughs> never up there in any other episode. I swear it was Ben's body. I know
0: I know. there's a scene when they, they break into his house and they see all those, like, melted figures. Yeah. Like, he, like, crossed out people's faces and, like, melted figures and stuff. Yeah. But I think that was... That was... After 5
1: comes back. Mm. Well, regardless, it's it's still the same. But
0: no, no, I, I grew to really appreciate that episode. Because they even do the whole duality of Hazel and Cha-Cha, where the first episode is Cha-Cha giving, giving the orders to kill Hazel. And then the second episode is Hazel giving the orders to kill Cha-Cha. Mm-hmm. And they can play back and forth with that, where you can see their points of views... During these scenes where they're trying to
1: kill each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, really uh, super strong outing here yeah. from Netflix. No, I was really into it. But
0: yeah, altogether, I really enjoyed it. I even... Like I said when I was watching that that... Like, fuck those Marvel shows now. Because mm-hmm. it was like... I felt like this was way more inspired than those... Uh, Marvel Netflix shows are now where it feel yeah. like they're so forced and they waste so much time trying to get to the most minuscule of <laughs> storylines. And with this, you have a story where you can take all these characters that people are not that aware of and you're developing them and like skewing time and doing all this shit where it's like, I... I'm, like, stuck to the screen the whole time. I've never... I I don't think I was bored during a single episode of this. Yeah. I had so much fun from, like, start to finish. Right. So I'm giving this a super, super, super super strong A. Yeah. I had so much fun watching this.
1: Yeah. I think this totally embraced its, like, campy nature. It, I think, did things better than the book did in some parts. And I love the book. It's, like, one of my favorite. Series really, I I love it a lot. I was actually uh, disappointed that it took like ten years for the third part to come out, because Dallas came out I think in like two thousand seven maybe, mm. and like now it's Hotel Oblivion is this one that's coming out now, and it's just got to like its sixth issue. Yeah. So like I was like disappointed there was never more. Yeah. And I was like I want to know more about this stuff, <laughs> and he's off doing some other bullshit that I'm like. <laughs> What are you doing?
0: (laughs) But anyway. Fuck Gerard.
1: (laughs) I really enjoyed this series a lot. I think I'm going to give it an an A as well. I really enjoy it. And I want to see it back for its second season. Yeah, I'm so
0: happy it got a second season. Yeah. It's just so good. Like, I'm so invested in every single character. Even Vanya, who just ends up being like the antagonist at the end, she gets the shaft in so many different aspects that when she actually does become powerful you're like yes no (laughs) oh
1: no i (laughs) should have been on your side before (laughs) yeah yeah really great good stuff
0: yeah uh even down to where it's her and claire and then she takes away claire's power pretty much like Hmm. she turns claire into her yeah oh yeah just (laughs)
1: That sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like now Claire is the new her, where she has no special power because she took away her voice. Like it oh, it's so poetic.
1: Nasty. In some way. Nasty. <laughs> um anywho, so yeah, that's gonna be the episode for that hopefully everybody enjoy the umbrella Academy yeah uh we would love to know your thoughts on it so you can do that where JT they can find me at Bucky for on Twitter also
0: Bucky for' on here went Bucky for on Snapchat Troy. <laughs> Ella Ella <laughs> eh,
1: eh. find me at Twitter the max and Twitter hit us up at review review pod on Twitter as well you can also vote for all of our uh tourney of random movies or any other thing we got going on on the yeah. on the Twitter box and what is uh, it, Day After Tomorrow versus Children of Men? Yes, vote for that. Boo. For the next attorney going into the simmies. Yeah. Um. Then you can find all of our episodes on, like, a multitude of other platforms. If you have a podcatcher, you'll be able to find the episode. If you want to write in, you can do that at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Quite... Quite a show, quite a show, JT. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: glad to actually dive into something that's more adult for a change.
1: <laughs> for a change, like we took like the, a month break. That was that was it. enough. <laughs> I enjoyed the family friendly stuff. I know, well, you're a dad. <laughs> And as a dad, I would love to say that family-friendly stuff is yeah. A-OK in well, my since, book. Well,
0: since you're going to be a dad twice over, we're probably going to have to do another one those months again.
1: <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah. of. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> now I'm dreading it.
0: <laughs> don't dread it, Troy. <laughs> um, You've already made a good ki-
1: one good kid. I'm sure you're going to make another one. I don't know. This kid... Off her fucking game lately. Hey, man, <laughs> she's been had, she's had a rough go of it. Yeah, you have
0: You <laughs> had your good days and your bad days. You're just having a few more bad days than
1: usual. Ugh. It's gonna turn out good. They sure shit stack on each other, don't they? <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, where were we going with this? Were we ending the show? <laughs> I-
0: Yes. <laughs> well, join us for our Thursday oh, yeah. show yeah, yeah. where we're going to do my pick for uh fe- female centric '90s films. Yes. What a what a theme what for a, March. What a niche. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a proper niche to uh, celebrate
1: Captain Marvel. Yes. With uh, my pick of Thelma and Louise. Sweet deal. Where can they find that? Uh, You uh, you can watch it for free on
0: Amazon Prime, and I think Hulu, too. Oh, okay, check it out. Check it out, y'all. So there you go. Get get caught up on Thelma and Louise, and join us for my Androids review Mm -hmm. on Thursday.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that'll do it, JT. It sounds about right. I think that'll do it. So, until Thursday, where we hear more from us, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am g 3 k And we are off.